Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Pathway Church. How you doing today? You guys good in the house? Man, it is so good to see you. It's so great to be here with you. Let me just say again to all of you at Moffitt, it's so great to be here, to see some faces that we know and love, and to all of the Foley campus, so exciting about all that the Lord is doing there, and to the airport campus family as well. It's great to be worshiping together. Anybody just know that Jesus is amazing, right? Jesus is so good. Come on, give the Lord a hand. And... What a privilege it is for me to get to be here today and to stand behind this podium. I'm so thankful for my family. They're here with me. My wife, Cheryl, and my daughter, Brynn, are here. My boys are hanging out over at airport campus, so they're catching up. Um, But before we jump into the word today, I just want to say that I'm so thankful for Pathway Church and the investment that it made into my life. And of course, that's, as Pastor Andrew was just mentioning, that's not just a building, that's the people. And so, Pastor Andrew, to you and the staff, man, we love you guys, so appreciative for your friendship. And to Pastor Travis, I just want you to know, I know that you'll watch this, my family and I, we love you so much, I'm so thankful for you. Thankful for you and Kelly, for your leadership, for your investment into my life, and what you're doing here at the church is beautiful, and I just, I'm cheering you on, and I'm so thankful. Thank you for the opportunity to be here today. But I'm looking forward to jumping into the scriptures with you today. You guys ready for the word? Come on, let's get into the word. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. Lord, thank you so much for this day. God, thank you for this opportunity to stand here. And Lord, to lift holy hands in worship to you. And Lord, now to open the scripture. And God, I pray today that you would speak to our hearts. God, and I know that as your word goes forward, that it will fall on. It'll produce what it's intended to. So God, I pray that our hearts would be good ground to receive that today. And Lord, that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word, but we would be doers also. Lord, today, I just let my words be your words. God, I just want to hide behind the cross today and in everything that's said and done, Jesus, you get all the praise and the honor. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen. So today is the kickoff to a brand new series here at the church called Faith at Work. And now, I love this because I'm a guy that loves things that work. Come on, anybody, you want something? If you're buying something, you want to find out, is this going to work? Maybe if you're going to get that new diet pill, you're right. You're like, is this thing you're really going to work? Is this going to melt all of that stuff away? We just, we want things that work. We want to find out, is, is, is this going to work in my life? And I just want you to know today that, that faith does work, right? Faith does work. But we have to work our faith. We have to work our faith. Now, everybody has been given a measure of faith is what the Bible says. God has given us a measure of faith. You may not feel like you have faith, but you have faith. As a matter of fact, one of the ways I know that you have faith is you walked in today, whether you're here at Moffitt, Foley, or Airport, and you did not check out the chair. You just walked right up and just plopped down in it, right? You just sat down because you had faith that that thing was going to hold you up. You know what I'm saying? You didn't think you were going to fall on the floor or else you would have preferred your brother or your sister and said, hey, you can sit right here. But we have faith in so many ways in our life, and God has given that, but faith is so powerful in our life as well, and it's important that we understand that. But today in this, this series that you guys are, are kicking off, you're going to be walking through the book of James, and, and I just want to give you a warning right out of the gate. I got to give you a warning, because James is a dangerous book. 
right? James, the book of James in the Bible, it's a dangerous book. The reason it's a dangerous book is it because it will change your life if you will let the word work in your heart. Because James does such a, a, a practical job, such a great job just bringing the practical side of what the Bible is. It's not a theoretical book. The teachings of James will help you construct a godly life. And today, that's my prayer. As I'm saying, God, work in me. Let my life look more like you tomorrow than it does today. I don't want to be the same Christian that today that I am this same time as I was last year. I hope and pray that I'm moving forward in my faith and in my relationship with Jesus. And James will give us that. James points, they're succinct. They're to the point, they're powerful. And he's going to teach us how to deal with trials, how to deal with our tongues, how to deal with riches, how, how to have a, a godly faith. And if you could gather all of the people who've ever lived, every person in history, I believe James would truly stand out from the crowd as a man unique in his relationship to Jesus. Because technically, James and Jesus were half-brothers, right? They had the, the same mom. Mary was their, their mother. But of course, we understand that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. But then James has the natural father. He was a begotten son of God, Joseph, earthly father. So James and Jesus were biologically related. Now, how's that for some sibling rivalry, right? I have twin boys, and, and we see it all the time. They're trying to get a leg up. Actually, Noah, we have our twin boys, Noah and Eli, Noah was born nine seconds. The, the doctor said, we're going to try to get him out in the same minute, which I thought was just crazy awesome. And so Noah came out nine seconds ahead of Eli. Here's the crazy thing. Nine seconds is not much, right? But he often reminds his brother, he says, I have the birthright. I'm like, bro, that is wrong. I don't know that nine seconds qualifies you to have the birthright, but in his mind, you know how that sibling rivalry goes? My brother growing up, he was my best friend. He was my best fighting buddy as well. <laughs> That's just how that stuff goes down. But, but their sibling rivalry, but there's something about James is you never see James try to compare. As a matter of fact, we're going to read it in just a moment. I think it's so profound. The very first verse in the book of James, we can just kind of read over that sometimes. But today I want you to, to read it in the idea of knowing that he and Jesus were brothers and see what he said. And I think it's beautiful because James, while he was the half-brother of Jesus, he knew that there was something about Jesus. And church, I just want to tell you today that when your mind and when your heart and when your eyes begin to see Jesus as he truly is, it'll transform something about you. You'll talk different, you'll act different, you'll walk different, and James began to do that. And I say, God, do that same work on the inside of me. Do that same strong work on the inside of me. So James encouraged Christians to faithfully serve Jesus as their king. This encouragement would have been comforting, but listen, church, it would also have been countercultural. When Jesus is Lord, we pledge our allegiance entirely to him. And sometimes, at some point, that's going to put us at odds with the culture that's going on around us. And I think if there's ever been a moment that that is true, it is right now. 
Culture will try to push so many things down your face and down your throat. But I pray today that we would have a holy conviction to stand with the word of God and say, it doesn't matter what all's going on around me. This is what I'll align my life to. This is what I'll pattern my life after. I'll take these words. I'll take this book and I'm going to put it and I'm going to hide it on the inside of my heart. Amen. Come on. The Christian life, though, it's not always easy. Can I get an amen? It's not always easy. Serving God through faithful obedience to Jesus. Listen, it doesn't always equal perfect health. It doesn't always equal wealth and happiness in an earthly sense. In fact, Jesus promised that when we truly identify ourselves with him, we'll experience persecution. Now, I know today that's not like the, the great thing that we're all super excited to hear, but church, it's reality. In this world, you will experience some of these. But I love it. Jesus didn't let it stop there. He said, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Is anybody thankful today that Jesus has overcome? Yeah, I'm thankful. Because he overcame, we get to overcome. Because he won, we get to win. Because he's victorious, you get to have victory in your life. But I love this. I think this is so good. C.S. Lewis, he once quipped what most of us don't really want a father in heaven, but we want a grandfather in heaven. A senile benevolence who only wants to see the young people enjoy themselves and whose plan for the universe is that it might truly be said at the end of each day, a good time was had by all. What we want, says Lewis, is a God who wants nothing more for us to be happy. But the trouble is our Father in heaven wants more than that for us. As the old saying goes, God doesn't just want us to be happy. He wants us to be holy. He wants us to be mature and complete, rebuilt into the image of Christ. And that is one reason he may sometimes allow us to face trials of many kinds. So today, I want to talk to you about that, specifically talking about faith works so you can endure. Faith works so you can endure. We're talking about trials. If we polled the audience here at Moffitt, Airport, Foley, every one of you have a story. There's trials, there's things that you've gotten right down in the middle of. And if you had your way, you would have just skipped that chapter of your book, amen? You would say, I would, I would love just to oversee that, but the reality is this. We can take heart today because the Bible says in Romans 8, verse 28, that God calls, uses all things to work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So before we jump into that, let's, let's unpack what is faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 defines faith as confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Another way you can say it is faith is stepping out on nothing, believing that something will hold you up. Faith is so important. And as I've already mentioned, we have a measure of faith, but we should, we should grow that faith. Faith is vital for every believer. Faith is vital for the church. We all have faith, but we got to grow the faith. And so if you're following along in your notes there in the app, the first point I want to give you today is this. Faith gives you strength, the inner resolve to withstand turmoil. 
right? Faith will give you strength because you're realizing that even though I don't see how A connects to B, I have something in Jesus Christ and it will strengthen me that when I am facing trials, I find this strength. I'm always amazed at people when you, when you see them and, and what we get to do. You get to be with people in some of the greatest moments of their life. I was just with one of the girls that grew up in our youth group. Her and her boyfriend at the time, they met in our youth group. And of course, I was always trying to run all these guys off. I'm like, hey, quit coming to youth group trying to pick up all our chicks. You know what I'm saying? I figured if I could keep the girls single, I would grow the youth group, right? Because more guys come because then they think they have an opportunity. Cody, that's, that's all the advice I got for you, bro. Go, go make it awesome. But then these jokers come in there and they hook up with them. Well, then the guys don't come because they're already tired. You, you follow me, right? So, but they met in our youth group. It was amazing. And they got married. I actually had the privilege of facilitating their wedding. And just this past week, they gave birth to their first child. Arnaldo and Kaylin Ostalaza gave birth to little Dominic. It was beautiful. Cheryl and I got to go and to be there and to look back at, at their life and where they've come from and now to see this gift. We get to experience some of those, those greatest moments. But there's also times that we get to get right down in it and you experience some very tough moments, much like every single one of our lives. Some really high highs, there's some really low lows. But I'm thankful that whether it's a day where everything is going right or a day where we feel like we can't get anything right, God is the same. God is the same. Scripture says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because of that, we can have this faith that can allow us to endure. Faith gives us the strength, the inner resolve to withstand turmoil. When we are right with God, we never go into turmoil alone, but we have the creator of the universe on our side. Listen what the writer of Psalm 138.3 says, in that day when I cried out, you answered me and made me bold with strength in my soul. Have you ever had to cry out to the Lord? Did you ever find that, that strength and that, that, that you couldn't even figure out really where it come from? I want you to know where it come from today. It came from Jesus. It came from the help of the Holy Spirit. And God is not deficit. It hasn't run low over there. Every moment you lift your voice and you call out to the Lord, you know what? He, he's eager to step in. He's eager to meet you. He wants to touch you and he wants to help you. He'll give you everything that you need. All we have to do is lean into the Lord. Listen, don't lean into your own understanding and all of your ways trust in the Lord acknowledge him and he'll make all your paths straight amen God will do that <laughs> so today we're talking about this faith that works so you can endure Jesus warned his disciples in John 16 in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world Paul told his converts that we must go through many tribulations entering the kingdom of God. Peter emphasized that in his first letter in 1 Peter 4.12 when he said, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happening to you. So let's jump into the book of James. James chapter 1, I want to read to you verse 1 through 8, and then we're going to unpack this and get some takeaways, how we can find this faith that can help us to endure. James chapter 1, verse 1. James, now remember, I said, listen to the first verse here. 
We don't see any sibling rivalry. Half-brothers, but listen what James says. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you understand who you are and you understand who God is, it'll radically transform your life. When you realize that you are not God and you realize that he is God, it'll change everything about you. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Now, here's the verse that I, I wasn't a fan of when the first time I read this. Well, let me be honest, even after the first time I read it. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Now, we don't get a whole lot of amens after that, right? Consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. James doesn't say if you have troubles. He says when. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Troubles will come. Some of you today might be right down in the middle of a battle and nobody knows. Nobody knows what you're facing, but I just wanted to tell you today, take heart, take heart, knowing that God is aware and God is for you. And if God be for you, then there's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can stop you. But many times, a lot of us ask the Lord when we're down in the middle of trials to change the circumstances. God, if you'll just change the circumstance. But you know what I found in my own life? It's more times than not, God's not interested in changing the circumstances as much as he's interested in changing me. In times of trial, we must run to God and not from God. And we must ask for wisdom. But we shouldn't be surprised when we face trials. They come because we live in a fallen world broken by sin. But the good news is that vindication and victory are also guaranteed. Jesus Christ, who suffered unjustly to the point of death, was not only resurrected, but he's also coming back to judge the righteous and the unrighteous. He is worthy. He is good. Amen? Listen, Philippians 1, 6 says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Man, I'm so thankful for that, that when I feel like it's the end and there is no next step, that God says, no, I've gone before you. I'm before you and I'm behind you and I'm beside you. All you gotta do is trust me. All you gotta do is keep following me. I've got you. I'm gonna get you to where you need to be as long as you don't abandon me, as long as you'll commit yourself to me and you'll wake up every day and say, God, I trust you. God, I believe in you. All of my hope is in you. There are trials, there are battles, but God, my eyes are fixed 
based on you. And I want to tell you today, he will take you through it, church. He'll get you through it every single time. Every single time. But we got to understand, what is this joy that he's talking about? Listen, John MacArthur says, joy is a deep abiding inner thankfulness to God for his goodness that is not diminished or interrupted when less than desirable circumstances intrude on one's life. There's a huge difference between happiness and joy. I've seen people right down in the middle of losing someone that they love so much, but the joy of the Lord has been their strength. Are they happy in the moment? Absolutely not. Listen, happiness is circumstantial. Joy is foundational. Right? Happiness, I can hand, carry, you could come hand me a $100 bill right now. I'm going to be happy, right? You got to get it from Angie though first, right? I, I got you. I'm the same way, right? Things, things can make us happy. It's circumstantial, but joy is foundational. It's because God has done something on the inside of you. And listen, church, that's the greatest testimony that you can have because you can walk your life out and God can use something that you're right down in the middle of because somebody that you work with, somebody at the restaurant is going to look at your life. Somebody, Kevin, when you're on a job, they're going to say, I don't understand how you have this joy. And you can say, look, it's not because of all of this stuff. It's because I know Jesus Christ. And God can use those moments in such a profound way to make a difference because there's something different about you what is it that's different it's Jesus it's Jesus so the point I got for you this is it I've got a few more but this this really sums it up we can either go through it or we can grow through it right when we're talking about trials and we're talking about battles you're gonna they're gonna happen we just read it in the Bible Miss Deborah they're going to happen but we can either go through it or we can grow through it. And I just want to say, God, I want to grow through it. It may rub me. It may be like sandpaper and it may be rough and I may not love it. But I know that, God, you're working that perseverance. You're developing character on the inside of me. And I'm saying, God, I'm not just trying to get it to go away. I'm saying, God, what do you want to do in my life? Maybe I got to grow some in an area. God, I'm not going through it. I want to grow through it. Come on, somebody. Give Jesus some praise this morning. We need to come to grips with a significant truth. God's will is not our happiness. His will is his glory. Amen? Amen. But we're part of that. We're part of that. So as we navigate uncertain times, there's three things I want to give you this morning. Number one is this. They're going to happen. So how do we navigate them? Number one, trust his plan. Trust his plan. Now notice I didn't say trust a plan. I didn't say trust your plan. I didn't say trust your best friend's plan. I didn't say trust the 1-800 phone a friend plan. We got to trust his plan. Why? Because Isaiah says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I'm thankful that when I'm a limited guy and I can only see so far, I have a God and a relationship with him that he can speak and he can give me direction for the things that are to come. We don't live a limit life because we have a God that can see us through there. We got to trust his plan. We got to trust what Romans 8.28 says that he causes all those things to work together for our good. Proverbs, trust in the Lord with 
all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. and all, He'll make your path straight. So as we navigate uncertain times, we must trust his plan. Number two is this. We must submit to his work in us. Submit to his work in us. That's why I say that we can either go through it or we can grow through it. We're going to submit to the work that the Lord is wanting to do on the inside of us. There's times in my life that I've dealt with things. I remember as a, as a young boy when my, my dad took his life. It was a very difficult time in my life. As a young 13-year-old, I couldn't, I couldn't piece together why he left my brother and I. I, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around that. It was, a, it was a tough moment in my life, much like you have your story. But then there was a decision to make to go through it or to grow through it. And I'm by no means a perfect dad. I miss it all the time. I miss it all the time. I steal their drinks. I eat their food. I do all the stuff that good parents do, Right? Try to beat my boys in basketball. Jokers, they're starting to take me out. I lost a three-point shootout last week to Eli. Pray for me. I'm still a little depressed about it. <laughs> I was never the dad to let them win, and I honestly thought it was going to be later on down. Cody, I thought I had a few more wins under my belt, slipping away. Cody loves me so much. I put that on Facebook. He drops a little old man gif on there. I'm like, Cody, <laughs> bro, I used to love you. I used to love you. But it was a time in my life, there were some ex things that I experienced. And I said, God, I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my kids. How can I, what are the things that I can learn? What are the things that I can, I can take away that were positive? But what are the things that I can learn that left me hurt? I know what I experienced. And I don't want that for my kids. So I pray every day, Lord, help me. Help me to be the best that I can be for, for you, number one, for my wife, for my family. I want to be that. You've got, you've got some things that you've battled. You've got some things that you've walked through. They're very tough. But I want to challenge you to look through a lens of saying, God, how can, I, how can I learn from that? How can I grow through that? Submit to his work in us. Listen, what he is doing in you is greater than what's happening to you. Because there's coming a day, church, when all of this stuff passes away, right? All this stuff fades away, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the only thing that's going to matter is how our heart is postured toward the Lord. Have we said yes to Jesus? Have we entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ? So as we navigate uncertain times, we trust his plan. Then number two, we submit to his work in us. And then number three, we go to him in faith asking for wisdom. Go to him in faith, asking for wisdom. Seek his wisdom, ask, and you will receive. That's what James says, ask. So as you're navigating that, listen, cultivate that prayer life. Ask the Lord what it should be. Get the wisdom that only God can give you, and he'll do that for you. Then your last point is this. The value of maturity is greater than the value of the absence of the trial. Think about it for just a moment. The value of maturity is greater than the value of the absence of the trial. If it never happened to you, it would have felt a little better, but you probably wouldn't have grown as much. So today we're talking about a faith that gives us the ability to endure because these trials will come 
Jude 1.24 says this, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. Joy unspeakable, full of glory, the hope in Jesus Christ. The simple truth is that we cannot make it through trials apart from Jesus sustaining us. And the great news is that he will sustain us through our trials. Come on, give Jesus a praise in this house this morning. Church, Jesus is our hope. He's our strength. He's the one who holds us fast through trials. It is through Christ alone that we count it all joy when we face trials of various kinds. So today, view trials as opportunities for joy. It's an opportunity to glorify God through suffering, to show our complete faith and dependence on God. Our character will not be changed. We need difficulties to force us to look at our lives and to make the necessary changes. So today, there's a faith that you can have that will enable you to endure. At all three campuses, would you stand with me in the house this morning? I wanna pray for you today. I believe today there's people here at Moffitt, there's people at airport at Foley, some of you joining us online today, you're facing some trials. Some of you are right down in a big one right now. My wife and I, we've been fasting, we've been praying about something. There's an opportunity Right? There's an opportunity for fear to rise up in our lives. But there's an also an opportunity for faith to rise up. And today I pray that the faith would rise up. I pray that Jesus Christ would give you hope. That he would fill you with a faith. So not if the trials come, but when the trials come, you'll have a faith so that you can endure. So that you don't throw in the towel. No, no, no towel throwing in around here. You, you down with that? No towels. We don't throw in any towels. We don't, we don't wave. We don't surrender the, to the enemy. We surrender to Jesus, but we don't surrender to trials. We hold fast to our faith, knowing that God is with us, God is for us, and God's going to see us through. There's hope. There's joy. There's development in what God wants to do right now. You don't have to smile about it, but receive that. Embrace the place and grow through it. God will do that good, strong work in you today. I believe that with all of my heart. There's a faith so that you can endure. Bible says that those who endure to the end shall be saved. We're gonna endure. We're gonna be an enduring church. We're gonna make the enemy just shake his head like, I don't know what else to throw at them. They're just so resilient. I've thrown everything I know at them and they just still give all praise to God. Look, be that person. Be that person. Rise up. Hey, don't lose your worship. Don't lose your praise. Don't lose your prayer. Give God more. Come on, right now, give God some praise. Lord, we honor you. God, we thank you. You are good. You are faithful. You are strong. There's nobody like you, Jesus. on you need the help of the Lord today you need the help of the Holy Spirit whatever campus you're at just come on hands just like this surrender to the Lord just lift hands right now in this house Mm. there's trials there's battles there's things that are going on right now but there's a God in this house 
He is your ever-present help in your time of need. His ways are higher than your ways. Today you are not alone. Today you are not without. Today you are right where you need to be for God to do the miraculous in your life. For God to turn, turn the page. For healing to come. For deliverance to come. For the peace. For the peace that passes all understanding. For the joy. Not happiness, but for the joy that only God can give you to rise up in your life. I want to pray for you right now and I'm going to ask the Lord to do this at the end of my prayer I'm going to let Pastor Adam and Pastor Freddie minister to the church there and we're going to pray here and we're going to return thanks to the Lord Father I thank you for your presence God I thank you for your power thank you for the good strong work that you're doing in hearts and lives thank you Jesus that you are with us today that you are the great I am you are the rose of Sharon. You are the lily of the valley. You're the bride and the morning star. You're the hope. Hope has a name. It's Jesus. Love has a name. It's Jesus. Peace has a name. It's Jesus. Healing has a name. It's Jesus. So, Father, today for every person that's down in the middle of a trial, they're battling, they're doing some stuff. God, I pray that their faith would be strengthened. God, you would give them the faith to endure. Lord, we make the decision today that we will not stop. We will not quit. We will not give up. But we're going to give you everything that we have. I pray that you would give wisdom today. Lord, we ask for wisdom. God, we ask for strength. We ask for the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we posture ourselves to receive you to do that strong work on the inside of us. Lord, we trust you. We thank you that you have never left us. You have never forsaken us. And God, right here in this moment, you are faithful to do that. So I pray that you would touch your sons and daughters today. You would give them to faith to endure. We thank you. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And visit pathwaychurch.us give. We'll see you next week.